Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther coming to you live from the 10 freeway somewhere in Los Angeles or outside Los Angeles, California with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Uh, we're on the 60 West and we're in Riverside. So just to give everybody a sense of where we are. Okay, I was completely wrong. That's it. We're, we're going mobile podcasting today, Yeah, Joey. we're in the Nickel Mobile. Trevor's car, in case anybody was wondering. Now, if you say that 10 times fast, you might end up saying a racial slur. No, I don't think so. My nickel. nickel. My nickel. The nickel mobile. <laughs> yeah. Just you saying. might end up saying it. Racial slur. You'd be like, the nickel mobile. The nickel mobile. Jews. Wait, what? <laughs> well, it, it, the struggle has been somewhat. Good start. Hot start. It's been somewhat real, and it just has been real, actually, in the nickel mobile because. Trevor's AC basically does not work when it's actually hot. Yeah, we were in the desert, and Trevor's AC was blowing hot air on us. And it's a relatively new car, so if any of you guys are car buffs out there, uh, text or tweet Trevor and let him know what he's got to do. Yeah, and, and, and the funny thing is, Trevor has known about this for a week, but failed to mention. It's we, not. I had no idea. Hold on, about hold on, Trevor. Trevor, let I me finish. Let, let me like finish. Thursday. Let me finish. No, you so can't finish because worry, you're putting him, out false information. Yeah, let him go because this will transition nicely into something I wanted to bring up anyway. So okay, okay, him, okay. Hold on, hold on. You do. You get so defensive. You don't let me finish. You Thursday. All I'm saying is, you've known about this since Thursday. You knew we were driving through the desert. You didn't think, oh, maybe I should let Ruth or no. I'm not. Because we could have done things to remedy the situation. Are you, you Mr. Mechanic in the back there? Well, we could have looked into things. We could have maybe looked into different uh, car rentals. We could have looked into what it would cost to fix the nickel mobile. Look, no, I'll, I, no, I got to, you don't got to fix the nickel mobile. I just didn't have time to take care of it. Uh, I'm going to call bullshit on that. Oh, okay. You didn't. Hold on, hold on. You didn't have time. From Thursday until us leaving Monday. Yes, this might come as a shock to you, but my life doesn't revolve around Dusty and Andy Ruther. Oh. I do have other shit to do out, 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 face, outside of the smut shack. Let me know. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to the listeners. It's hot. We're coming in on the 60 freeway, right, Prano? That's right. What, what's going on in the, in the Nichols, Nichols world right now? I'm driving you back home to Venice. Okay. We as, know As we, we speak. We know that, but what was, right what, what was going on last week? With, with like stuff I had to do, you want but, my whole itinerary? But I'm am just, just look, dude. I, look, we we can we're gonna get to the sports because this is we got time to kill. Well, we, let's let me. I want to hop in though because yeah. you're. I feel like you you come at Trevor a lot. You you really. I feel like you really have a short fuse with with Trevor, and you're very quick to point out. I just want to do a little role reversal. If if Trevor had shown up to Tempe, Arizona. And woke up yesterday and was like, I didn't pack underwear. Can I borrow some underwear from you, Andy? You, I feel like you would have gone, become blinking guy, and we would have had to take you to a hospital to get you to stop <laughs> blinking. 
I feel like you, I feel like there would have just been no consult. You'd have been like, I I mean, I just don't know. I mean, how how does a twenty five year old man not pack underwear? Here's what I, I mean, would have done. How does that happen? Lay off the like, weed, bro. Like, like I mean, how? Like here's what I would have I mean, done. He did. Prano, he didn't pack underwear. Here's what I would have done. Prano, he didn't pack underwear. Because I'm currently wearing Trevor's underwear right now. Yeah. Here, you are. Here's what I would have done. I would have definitely given him a lot of shit. There's no denying that. Because that's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bust his balls. However, I also would have given him my underwear. Okay. Trevor knows that. I mean, that and that's a whole other, that's a whole other, I mean, I won't even get into the relationship, what? the crazy relationship you guys have where you abuse each other and are also willing to share underwear with each other. I think that's there's a, nothing. That's, that's something for Andy Ruther's therapy show. That's nothing but, wrong with that. But I'm, my, my point is, is like every little thing isn't like Trevor letting you down. Like sometimes, you know. Maybe all Trevor did last weekend was, like, watch basketball and go get drunk for St. Patrick's Day. That's an excuse not to get your car fixed. I, I'm I just, just saying lo- give him a break. I just want to learn more about Trevor. That's why I was asking what he's got going. Because no, that he, wasn't, no, that was not to learn more about you, Trevor. You, That's you, to throw Trevor under the bus and let's just berate him as we get on the show. I'm not berating. You still are tight-lipped. I still don't know a lot about you. That's the truth. I've literally truth. pretty much told you everything there is. Nah, there's some shit going on here. <laughs> okay. Dead bodies. All I don't right. know. You're running a puppy mill out yeah. of the valley. I don't know, Trevor. That's all I'm trying to get out. Yeah, what's well, what's maybe, real? Maybe you never will. Maybe you know. Joe knows a lot, but you know, because I, you know, we we have good conversations. I, Joe I ask I. you about your life, yeah, and, and not in a not you, in a threatening way. You just yell and shout at me about things. So I, you, yeah, it's sure. I, 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 I'm not surprised. I, I'm, there's I'll just be like, I'll be like Trevor. What'd you do this weekend? How are you? What's going on? You're like, yeah. I, I, you're like, what, what, what was so important? At, at, in your life, Trevor, that you couldn't do this. It's like it's a bad approach. It's a bad approach. When I when I go like Joe, this is like this is exactly what we talk about with coaches. Like Andy has an old school like Bobby Knight approach <laughs> to his employees. We'll put in air quotes since you don't get paid anything. And I'm more of a players coach. No, first of all, this whole yelling. I'm not. There's no yelling. It, when you it, choked Trevor the other day and threw a chair, that was I, that th- was I thought that was a little much. <laughs> that was a little. I was a little mad that day. He he forgot to fucking put up the toilet seat. He deserved it. I'm I'm just trying to get to the bottom of things, Prano. And you two like to team up against me, which is I find hilarious. Because you Who's guys team do. up against you? you. You do against for what? You do. That's that's your role. You you like to put everyone against me. That's what it is. That's what Maddie says I do. That's what everybody's you, but, like. That's but, what you do. Though. So how? So I'm putting everybody against everybody then. I, I, I'm not going to speak on Goldberg's behalf. I'm talking about me. You, you're liking, you're liking to pit Trevor against me. I see what you're doing. When I'm just trying to get I to the pitch, I don't pit Trevor. <laughs> you no pit Trevor pin. against what you. What are you talking about? There was no pinning. You came in. You came out of the gates hot. I just want to know what was the deal with the car. I and I've told you I didn't have time to take care of it. And I, you still haven't answered. All I was saying, what was I going had, on last I week? I had, I had errands I had to run on Thursday with the girlfriend before I left. I had to get that done. On Friday, we drove out here to Riverside to get her new Jeeps reserviced. So that took about a pl- plenty of time. Um, Saturday, I had to go with the puppy and get it new shots at Petco. Um, and then I don't remember so Sunday. I think I just didn't do anything. Just hung around. But so, okay. Had, okay. Sorry, sorry. My life isn't dedicated to dirty sports. Andy Ruther. 
I, I, did I say that? Did you, I say yeah, that? You came out of the gate hot saying it. Did I? I didn't say that, that yeah. your life had to be dedicated. Yeah, you just, I you, simply you asked. Let me finish. I was, just, see, I was proactive. I went on Google, tried to figure out what was wrong with his AC, got under the hood at the gas station, tried to mess around a little bit. I simply asked a question, and you are, I can feel the energy. Like, you're very. No. There's no, there's no. I'm just call, I'm calling it like I see it. As you like to say, I'm laying down the facts. All right, we're all about facts on this podcast, and I'm just laying down the He's facts. He's doing a Ruther impression with the facts. It's unbelievable. So defensive. No, I'm just, like I said, laying down the facts. It was a simple question. No, it was, it, your tone was way off. My tone was way, way off? Way off, way off. Why was my tone way came, off? Like I've said, I've said numerous good. times, you came out hot. You came out of the gate hot. That's what I do. It's I'm fucking, I'm, yeah. I'm the fuck, I'm manning the ship up here. I'm yeah, going to come out. You, but then you say you don't come out of the gate hot, but then you, you turn around and say that you do. I come out. You said it was a simple question, but now you're just saying, yeah, I came out of the get high. That's what I do. If you think I yeah, came out those high. are facts. I'm laying down Dude, the facts. Dude, you're being so fucking defensive right I'm now. I'm just saying it how I see it. You're being so defensive. Okay. You really uh, are, though. Okay. I See, I'm not pitting, I'm not trying to pit anybody against anybody. I no, just think, but that's what you like to do, apparently. No, I don't. I, first of all, I've never pitted anybody against... I've never... I haven't pitted Trevor against you. You just beat Trevor... Like he's a puppy into the corner, and then I show up and like try to lure him out of hiding with treats, and he likes me more. It's like it's not. It's, this Ex- isn't. Fu- this isn't fucking rocket science. Like Ex- I'm not. I'm not playing game. I'm just like I just don't berate him, so he prefers me. I mean, if there, if you have two parents, one beats you and one feeds you. I mean, which parent are you gonna like? Explain the be. Explain the beratings. You're. You always give them. Like I was even telling you yesterday. You were like, I, like Trevor lost his ID. Which was hilarious. Of course he did. Like, but the bottom line is, like, Trevor's 25 and got all fucking banged up the other night, which was good content. Content is king. And his fucking ID got lost. That's on him. Now he's got it. That's his own. Like, now he has to go to the fucking DMV or, like, send in some shit. Like, that sucks. If I lost my license, I'd be pissed. And you're like, dude, I just don't even know. Like, how? where is it? Like, what did you do? Like, give the kid a break. If I was that adamant, I wouldn't have. Worked my ass off to get him in the bar last night without that ID. Yeah, no, which, and, and, he, and he appreciated that. Which I did. I gave you pounds for. I said I appreciate it very much. I, I mean, this whole like I'm this vindictive, like you're not being di- vindictive. You're just like you just you're just a little uh, you just dad him a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think he needs some dadding. I like dadding him. I have, like, I have one dad. He's like a little brother <laughs> His to name me. Is Ken Nickel. He's like. Ken Nichols dimes. He's like, he's like a little brother to me. Come on, I, you know, you know, I'll bring him in the Dirty Sports family. He needs that a little. I think we all need that. And then you're like, it's okay, baby, I love you. I got you these flag and anthem pants. <laughs> you're like an abusive fucking boyfriend. And you come home with flowers. I got you these Harry's razors. I promise I won't do it again. N- baby, come on. <laughs> now I'm a Lifetime movie. Yeah. It, it beating like a, a celebrity singer. I'm just saying you have to, you know, got to, you know, just Trevor's Trevor just drove us to Arizona and back, slept on a floor for two nights. It was probably the best two nights of his life. Let's be honest. Uh, it's debatable. But he, you know, he did, <laughs> he did it. He did it for dirty sports. He got to see a couple spring training games. Let's be honest. I don't think I don't think Trevor's remembering that that Dodgers a spring training game on his deathbed. I don't think these are life changing <laughs> uh, athletic events, but. You know, he did it for dirty sports. Like, give the kid a break. You're, I mean, I, I get it. We got a little, you know, we had some air conditioning tr- 
trouble. I mean, you're not Anne Frank in the fucking attic back there. It's like you had to deal with 85 degree car. I'm busting his balls, dear God. Anyway, welcome to Dirty Sports. <laughs> now, now come at me about Mike D'Antoni. Let's just fucking <laughs> take your fucking take all take your run all over the place. Well, we got in a heated discussion last night at the bar in Tempe. Let's uh, let's shout out some dirt balls that made it out to the bar last night. We, we went out in Tempe, decided to grab some beers and some dinner. A uh, lot of good suggestions on uh, on Twitter from the people I asked where we should go. We decided we settled on El Jefe, uh, which was too crowded, so we uh, we called an audible, went to the pedal house, had some beers. Uh, Rich Mulder showed up, Arizona Dirtball, uh, Patrick Sullivan, longtime Arizona Dirtball and famed guitar, uh, famed pianist showed up and had a couple beers. And then during that time, we got in a heated discussion about basketball because Rockets Blazers was on. Yeah, to the, to the point where it made Patrick's girlfriend completely uncomfortable. <laughs> did, did you notice that? Like, dudes yelling about sports at a sports bar, and she wasn't happy, which is fine. Uh, look, dude, it's the same conversation. That's all I was saying last night, and that's all I'll say right now, and obviously I'll give you your two cents on it. All I was trying to say was, here we are again, where Dan Tony, great regular season coach, yeah. uh, team gets the number one seed. I, you know, it looks like they're going to get the number one seed. Yeah, they with- pretty much locked up the one seed. They're four games up on the Warriors. Golden State Warriors. You know, he did that with uh, the Phoenix Suns back in the day multiple yep. times. They win 60, what, 65-plus games. Yep. They have a great regular season. But, again, he never makes it to the NBA Finals. And my, my argument, again, was this year. It wasn't even an argument. It was more of a question that I proposed, which then turned into a discussion, was me just saying, look, we all agree the Golden State Warriors are the best roster on paper this year and arguably of all time. Correct? Right. right. So we're on agreement there. Golden State Warriors, great roster. So can we agree, just based on that, before we get to anything, that there's only one real outcome to the NBA season. Either the Golden State Warriors live up to their roster, live up to their potential, succeed. They they just succeed. They just are – they succeed at the level – at which they are capable of succeeding with their talent, or they don't. Like that is the outcome, right? We're like, whoever else wins is that 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 will be determined on who wins the East, who's the team that takes them down in the West. Do they lose in the finals? Do they not lose? A, but the story from here on out is do uh, is is three peating is going to four straight finals obviously not three peating but is going to four straight finals and winning their third time in four years is that something that they can do with their with all the minutes that they've all had to play over the last few years with the coaching staff they have which the depth that they have all that stuff that's the story okay okay so, well, well i don't know where you're going with this you, you, well, you, you let me just finish what i was going to ask the point is you can't really judge like judging mike d'antoni or LeBron James. You, Joe, just or let me whatever. ask the fucking okay, question. So the That's question. all I'm trying to say. That was the whole conversation last night. What I'm saying is, the number one seed is going to go to the Rockets again. D'Antonio's done a phenomenal job reg- regular season. No one's going to deny that, right? But he needs that token upset that, you know, puts him over. That's all I was saying was, if they once again 
even though they're they're not on paper the better team, they, they are going to be the better team record-wise. Right. If come playoffs... And they're going to be the t- better team record-wise because of Mike D'Antoni. If Agreed? Com- yes. If come playoffs, they once again don't make it to the finals. I'm just saying it just proves maybe the playoffs, he, he can't take it to that next level. And that's just been my argument again. Of look, I, I get, but you're and I. Uh, b- before you continue, you're you're the guy right now who's arguing. LeBron James goes to the finals and loses to the Warriors again. Maybe LeBron isn't the greatest of all time because now he's three and six in finals and blah 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 blah. It's like no, if LeBron James goes to the finals and loses, he took a team that was assembled at the All Star break without a head coach to the NBA Finals and lost lost to the greatest roster ever assembled. That's what's going to happen if LeBron James goes to the Finals. It doesn't have anything to do with his legacy. So he can only improve his legacy if you know what you're talking about. And that's the same thing that goes with but Mike D'Antoni. The only thing that Mike D'Antoni can do is improve his legacy here. It doesn't... It doesn't it's but not a shot at Mike D'Antoni if he doesn't beat the best roster of all time. If he does, great. But what's then, his legacy? To, to me, I, I don't like the LeBron comparison. What's his legacy? Because LeBron's still been to the finals seven times. Well, I'm not even talking about winning at all. I'm talking about beating the Warriors if they face. Yep. And making it to the finals. All I'm saying, and I'm just putting this out there, guys. Everyone can have their own opinion. Mike D'Antoni, in my opinion needs to get to the finals whether it's this year or next year he just need like he everyone talks and raves about him and that's fine and i'm not disagreeing with how great he is in the regular season but in my opinion this is andy ruther's opinion and you can obviously disagree you need to get to the nba finals even if it's a better team because because lebron we agree when lebron beat the warriors the warriors were overall the better team right so mike d'antoni's legacy legacy as a coach is it determined, like, does his legacy, is, is the storyline different if Steph Curry hurts his ankle and doesn't play and he gets to the finals? Then Mike D'Antoni has proven something by getting the NBA finals? I don't think people will remember that. that that's, that's Right, exactly. That's the point. People don't remember it. They don't remember that. They, they only remember that Doc Rivers has a world championship. They don't remember that he, he also didn't win a bunch of other years after getting three Hall of Famers. Like, people, you, you don't judge people based on just a fact in a vacuum. A good, good coaches get to the NBA Finals. That's not how it works. Tyron Lue is not a good coach. He has a championship ring. But that's how we judge for the most part. That's yeah, but that's that's how like. But that's no. why we do a podcast because okay, if you want to if you want to hear hot takes based on limited fucking knowledge, Stephen A. Smith has a fucking TV show, a talk show, a podcast, a radio show, or whatever. You want to hear people just screaming like, if you don't get to the finals. Then you ain't nothing. That's what it is. That's how you judge people. You either get to the finals or you a failure. Like, that's why we have a thing. It's like, let's well, talk about the facts but, of the but situation. But we are, and I didn't call him a failure. I didn't say any of those things. All I'm saying is it is a good measuring You're stick. You're absolutely right. If for, Mike D'Antoni and, let's and take, the Rockets beat this Warriors team, beat the greatest roster ever, that's it. The conversation is over. That's precisely the argument with 
my New York Giants and Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin is like they got there. Yeah, they were a good team, but they beat a significantly better team. And Twice. you can't take and Twice. you can't take that away from them. And so you can talk about all the stats and all the facts that you want, but you can't take that away from them. Exactly. You can't. And and that is that is absolutely true. But the thing is, is Mike, in my opinion, Mike D'Antoni has already proven time and time again that he's a great basketball coach. And he can only in, enhance that legacy by beating the greatest, one of the greatest basketball rosters ever assembled. He's already proven it this year in that he has more wins than that basketball team has. But and, and what he's been able to do with James Harden and what he's been able to do with Chris Paul and what he's been able to do with Clint Capella, who leads the NBA in fucking, you know, field goal percentage. Who, you know, like, who is Clint Capella? Clint Capella is a guy who got drafted in fucking, what, 2014, 2015? Now everybody knows his name? Why? He's suddenly good? No. He's suddenly playing with Mike D'Antoni. So let me ask this. There's zero letdown. If the goal, I'm sorry, if the Houston Rockets don't make it to the finals, in your opinion, is that disappointing then? No. For it, the Houston no, Rockets. To me, for James Harden, for no, Chris Paul, for Mike D'Antoni. No, to me, I mean, for them, yeah, as for them, like if I was in their shoes, of course they're going to say that. I mean, I think they're going to say a championship, anything less than a championship is a disappointment for them. But like uh, saying Mike D'Antoni can't coach in the playoffs or, oh, he struggles against this kind of team or so, if they lose a first round series to somebody or they lose a second, you know, if they get matched up with, uh, OKC in the second round and they lose and he gets outcoached by Billy Donovan then that's a whole other fucking story but if they go to the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors like unless they get swept what does that prove? that proves that Mike D'Antoni can take over a team that was an 8 seed make him the 1 seed and lose in the conference finals to the best team in basketball. But I'm glad doesn't that, you, that prove everything. But I'm glad you brought up Belichick and the Patriots and Tom Coughlin because I think that's the interesting comparison. Is you're talking about Tom Coughlin and the Giants teams, which uh, didn't have the players, didn't have the records, didn't have the stats that those Patriots teams had. Right. And he went two and zero against them, and again took that upset, took it to the next level, and it's totally changed. You'd yeah. agree, right? It's totally, yeah, completely absolutely. changed the legacy of Tom Coughlin. And, and Eli, and that's he's a Hall thing. of Fame coach. Eli's going to make the Hall of Fame. Eli, the, right, fact. And that's why. And that's why. Okay, so, so we agree there. So we agree. We, of course we agree. But the, in the end, and that's why you can say, oh, their defense played great, and, you know, uh, Coughlin is a fucking Belichick. But, but, like, in the end... The other reason that you just said Eli Manning's in the Hall of Fame, he had to orchestrate it. Mike D'Antoni is fantastic, but in the end, James Harden now has to do it. Chris Paul now has to do it. Like they have to achieve it, and they have to achieve it against. They have to achieve it against a team that has them outmanned. That's what they have to do it. And for those guys to prove their legacies, they really need because. You know, we can talk about James Harden choke. The Chris Paul chokes in a playoff thing, that's not – I don't – I'm not on board with that. Okay. I'm not on board. Like, I don't – the same the same way I don't expect, you know, necessarily the Rockets to beat the Warriors, I didn't expect Chris Paul to win any of the series that he didn't win with those fucking Clippers teams, with Doc Rivers. I saw him take over a series on the Hornets 
I watched him do it. Like, the Chris Paul is a choker thing. Now, does James Harden have a couple chokes in him? Absolutely. He's had them. But he, the first one, if you listen to the Chris Bosh on Simmons episode, they were like, our thing was attack James Harden. He's 21 years old, and he's playing in the NBA Finals. Let's see how that goes. So now he's the NBA MVP. Now he has to do it. We can't say that the strategy doesn't work. They're fucking setting records. He's setting he's setting personal records. They're setting team records. But let me they ask have the this, best man. record in the how, in basketball. How much come playoffs is it on the players? Because then we're we're getting into a different dynamic. The, right. The players versus the coaches. Oh, you know, it's, obviously it's a combination of all those things. Right. Exactly. The resp- of course. The responsibility is going to fall on the coach on the players. You know, because obviously he's not out there playing. We, we get that. You can't put it all on the coach. We, we both agree. I think everybody agrees. You can't put it all on the coach. But it's interesting because what's been the biggest knock on D'Antoni is his lack of defense. Which they're playing defense okay. this year. Yeah. So come playoffs, I guess that was my other question is if they don't win, and I know this is a stupid hypothetical because we got to see it play out, you know, it comes down to what percentage does this go on those stars – well, Mike I mean, D'Antoni. look, look, you you can we're we're all gonna hopefully watch that series. We're all hopefully gonna have this opportunity to watch, you know, whether it be a Western Conference Finals, a Finals, whatever it is. So we'll be able. To, I mean, anybody that knows basketball, like we can we can tell who's blown. You know, like it's usually pretty obvious. Oh, why didn't they fucking take a time out there? That was their play out of a time. That's their play for the game winner. Why don't they foul? Why did they foul? You know, those those are coaching things. Like if if James Harden, you know, comes in and has you know goes zero for eighteen, I mean you can't say like oh Mike D'Antoni should have taken him out of the game. Well, like, no, no yeah, that's not put, that's not on the, coaching. Yeah, that's on the player. But my point is this, and you can be a D'Antoni lover, you can be a D'Antoni hater, you can be a Steve Kerr lover, you can be a Steve Kerr hater. Personally, I love both of them. I think they're both fantastic people. I think they're they have a, they have great skills as coaches in how they handle their players, how they talk to people. I think that's all. But as a basketball fan for a long time, and somebody that played, when I watch, I go X's and O's. Mike D'Antoni's not getting out coached by Steve Kerr in a Western Conference Finals. It's not happening. It's just not happening. So when it comes down to that, now look. Has Mike D'Antoni been outcoached by Greg Popovich at some point? Well, he certainly got outcoached from the series where they had him, and Greg Popovich pulled the old Phil Jackson and was like, hey, why don't we start a fight and get their best players ejected? Like, that's that's a strategy. But, like, comparing people to Greg Popovich, who I'm, no one's saying Mike D'Antoni's a better coach than Greg Popovich because I'm not saying anybody's a better coach than Greg Popovich. But I think the determination of great coach like isn't being in the nba with the current warriors team and that team not having the best record say something about the team that does coach and best player of of course again i'm i don't think anyone's gonna deny the success that he's had this year that he's had last year since he took over the warriors and also the success that james James Harden is a hundred percent different player. He's a hundred percent better. He's not. A, he's not just a scorer anymore. He's, but he I also mean, sh- he completely shot the bed last year. And again, this doesn't. You can't put it all on the coach. I agree. You can't put it all on the coach. It, it goes both ways. But you know, we'll see what he can do this playoffs. 
And the good news is for anyone going to NBA playoffs or tournament games this week, you can go to games, get those tickets via SeatGeek, which is exactly what we used for our spring training tickets in the Cactus League in Arizona. I have the SeatGeek app. You guys should have it too. Just go in the app store and download it. It's by far the easiest way. Isn't that right, Joe Prano, to shop for tickets? That's right. Before, That's how we shop for tickets while we were in spring training. Before we went to the games, we went on SeatGeek. We could see exactly where we're sitting. You know, the first night we saw Reds, Cubs. We had third row down the uh, left field line. Amazing seats. We knew before we went there it was all on SeatGeek. Every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with full confidence, Dirtballs. Best of all, all listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. It's in the settings tab, and just add that. That's promo code DIRTY, D-I-R-T-Y, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And I'm also excited to get home because I have a fresh shipment of Blue Apron coming today, Brandon. Oh, yeah. I love me some Blue Apron. I made myself some shrimp pasta last week. I made myself some beef stew. Mm. It's great. And it's high quality. Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and the meat with no added hormones. You know, I'm really getting into that stuff. I'm trying to eat healthier. and This trip was bad. That's why I'm excited to get back... uh, get some blue apron because they have the non-gmo ingredients and i know that's much better for you and like you said it's easy to use the directions are just right there it's fun to use in the package cooking with my lady i I know she loves it blue apron is treating dirty sports listeners to 30 dollars off their first order if you visit blueapron.com forward slash dirty so check out this week's menu and get your 30 dollars off at blueapron.com forward slash dirty blue apron a better way to cook. Now, Andy, before we move on from this discussion, I just want to ask you one question. Yes. Um, let's say that the Rockets do beat the Warriors this year in the playoffs, or maybe somebody else beats the Warriors, and the Rockets do go to the NBA Finals. If you had to pick one thing right now, and we're a few games out from the end of the season, that is going to be that... That you, that you already know it's going to happen, but this is going to be, what is the reason that's going to make the leap? Suddenly, D'Antoni is a good playoff coach. Uh, suddenly, James Harden isn't a choker. Like, what would be the thing, if they, if they do get over the hump, what would be the thing, what would you be like, well, that's why it happened? As far as just besides them winning? Yeah, like I'm saying, if they, do, if they did, like, you know, you said we're comparing them to last year, like, they have to do it. They have to do it to prove something. What's going to be the difference? Like, for them to get over the hump, like, he's, if, if people are critical of how he is as a coach, how he is as a coach in the playoffs, like, is that going to change? So my point is, because I think the difference will be if they are able to achieve it, they have Chris Paul. They've added Chris Paul. Which they and, didn't have, yeah. Which they didn't have. And now, they again, they still don't have the best roster, no, and Chris Paul not. is not the best player on their team, but adding a vet, adding a, a guy like Chris Paul, who's a, another great isolation, another great pick and roll player, another great defender, great mid range, uh, yeah, great mid range guy, and a guy that just cuts minutes away from James Harden. To, to me, if they make the leap, it's going to be like, well, that that was it. 
Like, look at how they were able to manage those guys' minutes throughout the year. Look at how they were able to play them together. Look at how, you know, he had just another guy to lean on. And to me, it's like, well, now that's on a GM. So it's like, that, that's my problem with just, like, judging these people in a vacuum. It's like, well, D'Antoni didn't make it last year, but he made it this year. I guess he figured out how to coach. Finally achieved. It's like, finally had a team. Well, look, again, it's always a variety of factors, like we're saying. It's not just judging it on, you know, solely this year. Sure, I... But we all agree. We already agreed. It helps the legacy, of course. I, I just here, here's how I look at things. We judge. It doesn't matter what the league is, right? We judge it by titles, title appearances, all that. Agreed. Of course. It doesn't matter coach, player, you name it. GM, team. That's all we're looking at. That was and that was the whole thing with Philly. It's like, well, they've never won a Super Bowl. All of us, and. You know, not just us, but so many people. We're going to continue betting against the Eagles because they had proven a long history of not being able to win when it came time for the big game. So that's basically all, all the perspective I'm looking at it from is that angle of, hey, you know, you're a great regular season coach. I'm not saying you're a bad postseason coach. I'm just looking. I'm just trying to look at it from a few different angles. That's all I'm saying right. here and, with and, Mike D'Antoni. And I'm all, all I'm saying. And I know he's your guy, and you for sure know more about him than me. And, no one's and denying that. And all I'm that. saying for for people who are listening to this, who are sports fans, is across every sport and across you know from coaches to players to franchises. Look at look at what the circumstances surrounding people were when it happened as opposed to looking at the facts after after people's careers are done and going like well Kobe's got five and LeBron's it's like Kobe had Shaq so let, Kobe had fucking Phil Jackson Kobe had the you know Kobe could play for the Lakers and could, they could always get a free agent it's like keep some things in mind before you just go that makes Kobe better than this person like keep in mind that the difference between Dan Marino not having a ring and Barkley, Ewing, all the guys that played in fucking Jordan's era not having a ring is completely different. Those guys played in a time where one team with the best player and another top five player and the best coach dominated basketball. Uh, And maybe there were, you know, is Hakeem's legacy different because Jordan left for two years versus he didn't? Like if Ewing had gotten his ring then, he'd be, it's like, no. Barkley doesn't have a ring because he's a fucking playoff choker. Barkley doesn't have a ring because he played in the Michael Jordan era with the Pippen and the Jackson and the Bulls and the whole thing. It's like it's different than being a quarterback who went to Super Bowl, lost, had a 66 career playoff fucking QB rating. You know what I mean? Like be aware of all of the things that are going on. LeBron James, Mike D'Antoni. Fuck, Kevin Durant. There are guys who are going to be judged on this era, and it's like one team had the best player in basketball history, in my opinion, and another team had the best roster in basketball history, in my opinion. Tough to be tough to be on one of the other 30 teams. And, we're, and we might be on the four straight finals where people are going to be like, it really is. It's tough to be on the other four fucking 30 teams. Be aware of, like, everything that goes into these final stats and final numbers and final – ring tallies and all that shit it's like no one's judging kevin durant against bill russell because bill russell played with fucking five white dudes it's like look i i agree i agree and we all have to look at the intangibles on on any sport i think we all agree but 
all I'm saying is is I think you get what I'm saying. I do with Antonio because let, let me just bring up let me just bring up the Detroit Pistons for example. So the Detroit Pistons own the Lakers. What is it? 2004 Finals. The Lakers had what won three in a row at that point. Nobody gave Detroit a chance. Detroit comes in there. Obviously, Detroit had a, had a great defense. They had they had Chauncey, they had Rip Hamilton, they had Rasheed Wallace. They they had Tayshawn Prince. You know, they they had, they had they had all the pieces, and those guys all fit the mold so well on that Pistons team. But let's be honest, the Lakers were still the more talented team, right? Can we agree? I I actually don't agree with that. And okay, well well, well for 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 statistic for Vegas Vegas would disagree with you. you right know, now now don't forget I made a. Uh, the most money I've ever made gambling by betting that they were going to win the championship when they got Rashid in the trade and again betting it at the start of the playoffs when they were still like 8-1 to one to win because they had a great coach. Larry Brown. They had they had guys that fit. Like, if you look around was that it, team. Was Antonio McDyess on that team too? No, I don't know. I don't remember. But, the, but importantly, from their starting lineup, you had a straight-up, like at the time, defensive player of the year winning rim defender and rebounder Ben Wallace you had a you had Tayshawn Prince who was 6'9 lanky as fuck like a, a true wing defending like for to put a guy like Tayshawn Prince on your wing and, and have that guy to be able to defend the other team's best player that's a fucking game changer right there. Then you had Rip Hamilton, who was not just the king of the mid-range game, but a guy who was going to run off screens Drain for threes. 48 minutes a game. He would run off screens. He's going to run you fucking ragged. Then they had a point guard who was a vet, who was clutch, who was a leader, who was a floor general. All those things together. And then you add Rasheed Wallace. You add a guy who's like a super talent you add a seven foot shooting three-pointer Rashid, one of the original unicorns a seven foot rebounding shot blocking three-point canning fucking monster like talent is one thing is are, are kobe and shaq the two most talented players on the floor yeah but after that the fucking pistons at the next five tough to beat well, again, the Lakers were still the favorite. They still had won three in a row. They were still the Vegas favorite. So that's the only reason I bring that up is that is my point, is that they were upset. You know, Larry Brown did take it to the next level. That team went to the next level, and they won. That's that's all I'm saying to kind of wrap up this D'Antoni thing is I think it's kind of – that's where his overall, in my opinion, legacy and taking it to the next level is at. That's all I'm saying. I get it. I just, I just try to like, you know, I always just try to consider what's happening. Like, I don't think anybody doesn't think Jerry Sloan's like an all-time great coach, because the fucking Jazz never won a championship. I agree, but he also, again, he still made it to two finals. Right. But my point is, uh, once again, is like this. The same thing goes with LeBron's legacy. If you lose to a Popovich Spurs, like, I, this isn't like I'm not docking your report card for that. Like, I'm like, oh, the gazelle didn't beat the lion. Like, fucking pussy gazelle. No, like, LeBron losing multiple times to a Popovich Spurs team that's won five times over the course of, you know, 20 years. Uh, Like, all these things are fucking factors that you have to consider. Mike D'Antoni has been run out of the playoffs a few times 
by Greg fucking Popovich. It's like, that's tough draw, bro. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. I, you know, we, we might just be looking at things from different perspectives. So we just left spring training. How did you feel about it this year? I enjoyed spring training. It's fun. It's, it's you know, spring training, when you actually go to the games, it, it is a nice way. It's a nice appetizer. It's a nice uh, first course. Nice way to wet your palate for baseball season. I don't um, watch a lot of, like, Mets spring training games. I don't follow, like, this the spring training report. Like, I'll check in. Like, I'll, I'll you know, I just want to know if everybody's healthy, you know, or make sure guys aren't getting lit up. But, like, I don't, I don't bone her out like some baseball fans over my team. But I do – I will get excited for baseball when it arrives. And this was a great way to, like, get me – it's, like, pre-excited. Like, it's a little foreplay. And it was fantastic. It's great to just go see some live baseball. Get acclimated again to the way the ball's moving. How do you feel about it? I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I, you know, we we caught the Reds, Cubs, Monday night. We did a little night game, dominated by Cubs fans. No surprise there. Yeah. Uh, are those diehards, by the way? Who's I, I that? Would, I would assume spring training fans, Cubs fans, are are the good ones. They're not. They're not the bandwagon, right? Uh, look, I think three years ago there would have been less Cubs fans there. I'll say that for one. And also, you got to remember we're in Arizona, uh, a very transplant. A lot, you know, a lot of people go there to retire. A lot of people go there to, you know, have vacation homes, etc. I feel like more people are doing that from place like Chicago is just a bigger town than Cincinnati. You sure. Know? So despite the fact that it was at Cincinnati's home ballpark, it's like all these ballparks are within a half hour of each other. It's not like the fans there had to drive from the Chicago part of town as opposed to the Cincinnati part of town. So, yeah, I think they just have, you know, more fans and more fans in the area. I didn't think it was, like, absurd, though. You were you were really calling it out at, at the Dodgers game, too, and I'm like, it's a little more balanced than, you know, seems. Well, I wouldn't say it was dominated. And you introduced the game I'd never played for Trevor and I. Yeah. Which, right. I, which I, I think you should pass on to the dirt ball. I've talked about it a few times on Have the show. You? Yeah. It's the right field game. It's pretty simple. Like, however many people you go with, you collect a dollar from everybody. You pick one person to start. I tried to pick Trevor to give him uh, the first crack at it, but he deferred. So then I started. And what happens is now I'm holding $3, one for each of us. If the guy who's up flies Tre- out Trevor, to— Trevor, you should take 10 west, actually. Flies out to right field. Sorry, I don't, I don't know if you can do that now. Yeah, he's good. You just stay left. Anyway, sorry. Um, or maybe did it just put him on the 101? Yeah, it did. Great. Wrong turns, well, then wrong turns, and then well, basically, well, had if, we gone uh, five, it would have that would have been completely wrong way too. Trevor, Trevor's boy band will reroute us. Unless is it routing to your home or is it routing us no, to? No, it's to Venice. Okay. I trust Trevor's use of his GPS. You, the, that, look, that's the five. You you would have trusted the five up there. Mm-hmm. That, that that would was, take. It was, I was going to. I was going to get off at the five. I was going to cut across somewhere else. I think. I know. I'm talking to Prano. Like that. That would. Anyway, how you how to derail a podcast dealing with LA yeah. traffic? Yeah. Welcome back to LA. Uh, so if the guy who is up flies out to right field, I get my three bucks. If I don't, 
If he doesn't, I put a dollar in and I pass it along. And you keep passing the dollar until somebody flies out to right field. And it has to be a fly ball caught. And yeah, every batter. Can we bring up? Along. Can we bring up something too? You know, you talk about me bullying Trevor. I think I think you beer you you peer pressure you beer pressure him into drinking. And Prano, I think that's that's a problem that you force uh, binge drinking on a, on a on a young man. It's hilarious that you should say that. I really felt like Trevor is beer pressuring <laughs> me. You know, we're sitting at the bar, Trevor, and he, he's he, I, from what I recall, he grabbed you by the neck and said, "You will slam this beer," and Ruther has to film it. Uh, I did do that. I did okay. make him chug a beer, but I mean, is that beer pressuring to be at your the first spring training game? Go sit out there and slam a beer, Trevor? Did you feel Did you feel the beer pressure? Absolutely not. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I enjoyed every bit of it. As as a, as a sober man, I felt that there was. And even if he did, he wouldn't throw me under the bus because you know we're on the team here. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? It's exactly it's like exactly what you accused us of, like. Yeah, that's right. Thirty minutes ago. That's true. Forty-five, but it's fine. Who's counting? Um, so then we went to the Oakland. I mean, at one point, Trevor drank my beer. Yeah, that was true. That was pretty funny. Well, you won in the pisser. I was really disappointed. So we're at the Reds' ballpark in Goodyear, and they ran out of Skyline. Is that true? Oh, yes. yeah, they didn't have the cheese conies. They ran out of the cheese conies, and direct, literally a direct quote from the vendor. He said, I'm getting death threats from people from Cincinnati because we ran out of chili. <laughs> we don't mess around with our chili in Cincinnati. No. So, yeah. so we went to Oakland yesterday. I feel like it's something that you guys really like. It's, it's one of those. It's yeah. like it's, it's your Wawa. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, It's fine. your Wawa. I mean, I've never been to Wawa, but I guess. It, it's, uh, it's the same. I, I, I was comparing it to, New, to, like, New York City street hot dogs. Like, you got to have a street hot dog. Yeah, you got to have a street hot dog once. But, like, I lived in New York a long, long time. I, I've eaten less than 10 street hot dogs in my life because, like, it's disgusting. And what are we doing here? Like, yeah, I know it's a thing. You got to do it once. You know, you see it in the movies. But, all right, we're good. It's still a dirty water dog. What did you guys think of the different ballparks? Yesterday we went to Mesa to see Oakland versus the Doyers. Like, like, because to me they're very similar. What, what was it, what's the difference? Now we've been to a few different ballparks out here in Arizona over the years. Like, they're all pretty similar, right? Yeah, they're essentially minor league ballparks. Um, and I'm sure that they actually have minor league teams that play there during the year. And, uh, you know, they only hold so many. So it's, like, it's tough to really do something special with these small ballparks that aren't, aren't going to be used all that long. But I'll, I'll tell you the one thing, and, and this isn't a knock on the Reds, um, but I think there is something to having your own ballpark. Yeah. Like this share situation where I walk in and, like, I have, like, Reds shit on the wall and Cleveland shit. Yeah, I agree. It's a little, like, you know, at least at Staples, they, they do this thing where, like, everything fucking disappears. You know, they block the Lakers numbers and they turn around the fucking... Like, go, walking in and just having their shit there. I was like, nah, this is weird. But I think that's a big thing, especially in Arizona. We were talking about that versus the spring training down in Florida. Yeah. In Arizona, a lot of the stadiums are shared by teams. Right. Right? But not, uh, not, but Oakland. not Oakland. So not Oakland. I, I was a fan of that because they had it said A's above the scoreboard. You know, it's like everything, not even just like the shit on the walls, but like the whole vibe. Now it can be green and it can be fucking blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's our ballpark. One of the debatable things about Oakland's stadium, though, was I thought it was very controversial, especially for kids. For $5, if you paid $5, you could stick your, your finger in that uh, giant elephant's butthole. 
That was weird. Was weird, that wasn't was it? Weird. Yeah. And there was a big line of kids wanting to finger the, the elephants. What's the elephant name? Jumbo. No, I don't believe it was Jumbo. What's uh, his name, Trevor? I have no idea. I mean, we walked by the guy like 40 times yesterday, so I don't know how you missed it, but it was it was it was, deb it was a debatable move. Yeah, very debatable. And I was wrong. I thought we were going to go to 30 games. I don't know what I was thinking. 30? You know, I remember I was like, oh, let's do two games a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I questioned that from the beginning. You, we made it to two games. You Forget the two games you wanted to go to yesterday, which obviously we didn't make the second one up. You were out this morning. You woke up and you were like, what do you guys think about going to the game? And Trevor and I, I think we could, you know, with our with our team sensibilities, the way we're, we have that connection. I think we sensed that you didn't want to go, but both of us said, oh, you know, we're sort of indifferent. And you're like, I'm out. We're not going to this game. Uh, again, I think you're twisting it a little. I think I woke up and I think we all kind of were like, oh, we're indifferent. But yeah, I'd prefer just to get back to L.A. Yeah. Well, because it was it was. Padres, White Sox. Do we, none of us have a stake in Padres, or even like. Who, I brought my Padres hat. I was already excited, who, excited to root for the Pod. Who were you excited to see? The Padres had one of the worst teams last year. Who were you excited to see on the Padres? I'm not gonna lie. I am like a low key Will Myers fan. Okay. So Will Myers. Yeah. Uh, Could have yelled some shit at Hosmer. Never liked that guy. Okay. Is he still rocking that douchebag haircut? Yeah. The fucking the devil look. Yeah. The cartoon devil look. Speaking of cartoons. We do have to talk. Trevor was, uh, uh, we determined it was 1930s cartoon drunk. Yeah, that's true. That first night. All the, all the beer pressuring he did on me sort of backfired on him. He had the hiccups. And then, Trevor, you got up yesterday morning and you threw up. Is that a, is that a, a normal, like the post-drinking morning uh, throw up? Yeah, I've kind of been always been a big, like. Day after puke, puker? Yeah, big after, yeah. Especially when we it was well, wasn't it? Which was weird because it wasn't until like four hours later when we went to and got breakfast. Yeah, like I said, those eggs didn't sit well. You said you well, your your body wasn't sitting well. Yeah, it just didn't have anything to throw up yeah, until like, you put something those in. Eggs it. might have been a little off. Or something. I, 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 I really hope you're joking. The Nothing eggs might have been off. I by the way, my, let's talk about my two breakfast fucking selections. We had some. I killed killed the breakfast game. We had some amazing breakfast. Trevor sadly threw his up. Uh, we had some. You know, let's give some free plugs to the places because I'm sure we have. Uh, so one many was called Snooze, right? Down in downtown Tempe. Downtown Tempe, and uh, I've actually been once. I had once. I, I ordered the pineapple upside down pancakes, and right when they hit my mouth, I had a flashback. I was like, I've actually been to this restaurant uh, in San Diego. Yeah. So apparently that's a chain, Snooze, but hella good. And then we went to uh, what was it called? Matt's Matt's big, big, big breakfast. breakfast. Which was featured on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, uh, which is a big Mikey Prano go-to move. Is just like find places that were on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives and go to them when he's in their city. It's amazing. Like when he was here, he was like, "Gotta go to Pink's," and I was like, "What's Pink's?" He's like, "Hot dog place." You're and right. he's like, "Gotta go to Philippe's." I'm like, "What's Philippe's?" <laughs> this is like the first year I moved out here. I was like, "I'm not driving downtown to go to some fancy French restaurant." He's like, "What are you talking about, dude? Make fucking sandwiches." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right, and they're delicious." They invented the French dip. Eh, Philippe's a little overrated, but that's another discussion. Yeah, we'll agree to disagree again. Yeah. I'm right, you're wrong, it's fine. Uh, but the places we went to today and yesterday were both amazing, and I, and I agree. It, it, it was great, and I even got my dad some hot sauce from uh, Matt's Big Breakfast. I'm going to send it to Walt, because I know he loves Diners Drive... What is it? Diners Drive-Ins and Dives. Yeah, he loves that... that uh, what's, what's the chef? 
Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad loves Guy Fieri. Isn't that so weird? It and is so weird because I feel like if you brought Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri home, like, like as one who, of your friends. He'd think he was gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah he'd be like, he has flames on his shirt. What yeah, the fuck is happening? It, it is weird because he's got the hair, the earrings, and the tattoos. But every the, time he- I, the, the sunglasses on his head backwards. Every time I go home, my dad loves – lo- last time I was home, he just watched a marathon of that stuff. And, and, and I think it's actually a good show. I've actually, I can't say I've watched more than three minutes of it ever. I actually enjoy it. I think I'm going to, you know, I kind of, in a way, somewhat decided this trip, actually. You're going to start DVRing it? A little more Food Network stuff. Okay. As I get older, I'm starting to get into some more food stuff, you know. I got to stop eating like such a sick savage. Now, Trevor, you actually got to see your ball club yesterday, the Dodgers. How was that? Was that a nice experience for you? Did that get you hyped for the season? I'm ready. I'm all in. It's Dodgers year. What, what does that mean? World Series? World Series. World Series or bust. Now, Justin Turner broke his wrist. Yeah, devastating. And I've said that a few times, and you keep correcting me that somebody broke Justin Turner's the, the, wrist. Which, the athletics broke Justin Turner's yeah. wrist. He the, didn't the, break his the wrist. The pitcher. Yes. Well, the ball. I mean, if we're going to get you know super technical, the ball broke his wrist. Mm-hmm. Somebody threw that ball. Um, how, how much does that worry you? Like, um, I would say, and obviously Clayton Kershaw is fucking incredible, but... On a day-to-day basis, Justin Turner is that team's MVP. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I, I was saying that last year when they were in the World Series. Like they, they, they live and die with him, pretty much, in the plate there. You're um, welcome, because the Mets are idiots. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's definitely worrisome. Um, the good news is they said he doesn't need surgery. He's just going to put a brace on it, and it'll be the you know day-to-day supposedly or whatever. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. I always say when you have an injury like that, like something that. Uh, shouldn't be a nagging injury should you know should he go through the healing process the whole thing and get 100 percent cleared to play it's not like a back injury or a hamstring which is this something is going to keep popping up but in a way uh this can be a good thing for a team if you guys are say leading the division when he comes back mm-hmm. and now you're just like oh we're already winning so, now so we go back to full strength ice cream and the cake yeah absolutely and it's such a long season. I mean, if he's going to have an injury, if you're going to have your star player have one, you want him to have it now. You know, it's 162 games. Yeah. And I think, honestly, um, the the Dodgers need something like this to overcome. I think the, the big thing Adversity? with the Dodgers. Yeah. The, the big thing with the Dodgers last year, and everybody I know, Dodgers fans uh, just stroking themselves headed to the playoffs. Like, this is it. Like fuck, we're so goddamn good, and we can't we can't stop fucking winning. And but they lost. They remember they after that yeah, amazing they ha- win streak. They went through it just. A, yeah. No, no, no. If if I'm correct on this, no team had gone from was winning as many games as they went to then is losing in, in that time fear that time frame. But it was also the kind of thing where like that still wasn't adversity because they they could actually lose all those games and still win the division. Okay, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. And I think they had it pretty easy last year. And then, you know, they did face a little bit of adversity in the World Series and seemed like, you know, it, it, was, it was tough for them. And I think, I think Dave Roberts especially, I think this will be good for him. I think he's got to, you know, have a little lineup adversity. Well, Joe, baseball is back, which means fantasy baseball is back. And we're going to be working with our friends on the draft app. We've never done this for baseball. Now, guys, 162 games. Isn't that great, Prano? They can challenge us in our favorite, the Snake Draft, where you guys can play us head-to-head on the Draft app 
Every game. And you know what's great? Guys, it literally, if you use the draft app, it's not one of these long, drawn-out drafting processes. No. It literally, you can draft a lineup within two to three minutes. Uh, let me tell you my favorite thing about the draft app and why I'm, I'm most excited to use it for baseball. Because football, everybody's got their favorite fantasy football guys, and everybody, you know, you can put together like a couple of different teams. But when I used to do other sort of daily fantasy apps, I felt like I was always just playing a team that looked just like mine in baseball. Like, oh, we both have Mike Trout. Oh, we both have Jose Altuve. Oh, and then you spent a couple bucks on Kershaw, and I spent a couple bucks on Syndergaard. When you snake draft, you can't have the same players. Exactly. And it's not like, you know, I hated that when I was, like, going, I'm like, okay, so this comes down to who has a better night, Syndergaard or Kershaw? Like, no, two different teams. I go, you go, let's go. It's fair. It's the only fair system. It's the exact same system we used during the NFL season. And for me, we all love our NFL fantasy. To me, baseball's right up there. Again, because you are, you, when you're picking the pitcher, that's like picking the quarterback. And I think it's, there, there's good strategy involved when you use the draft. And like Joe said, you play us in the snake, you can't all pick the same players. For a limited time only, all 30 podcasts, dirty podcasts. Dirty wow. podcasts. Dirty podcast. For a limited time only, all dirty sports podcast listeners get a free entry into a real money baseball draft when you use our promo code dirty. That's right, guys. Play for real money for free just using our promo code dirty. That's D I R T Y when you make your first deposit. So search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and enter promo code dirty today. And if you already have the draft app, guys, challenge us i know i've said this before we're dirty sports is our username yep just dirty sports no spaces just dirty sports so challenge us on the draft app today and uh we're making our way through la we drove through downtown now yeah trevor gave us a little tour of the fashion district you ever gone down to the fashion district i have i mean it's not yeah you know it's similar to other uh similar to other cities fashion districts but la specifically is very like bargainy, like it's run by, it's run by Koreans, Koreans, right? yeah, Koreans and Chinese stores that just have yeah. like a bunch of shit in it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always fun to go to go downtown. I like downtown. You know, they've done, if I didn't live out by the beach. I might live downtown. They've done so much with downtown. I've been here now almost eleven years. They've done so much with downtown LA. When I first moved here, I was really close. You could see the U.S. Bank building. From the back of my uh, shithole apartment off the 101. And now they've really done a great job with downtown. I, I agree with you. I, you know what I still want to do in downtown is they got that slide, right? The this, this sky slide on like the 100th floor on the U.S. Bank building. Yeah. Where, where you, you're doing a slide and below you is nothing. You just see glass. You just see up 100 floors. You've done it or you want to do it? I want to do that. Yeah. I, I don't think I do. Why not? I don't know. I'm not a big heights guy. Not a big heights guy? Now, Trevor, what if we did that together and you rode in front of me and my 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 penis could be grazing your butt? See why? See you like that's the problem. It's is a like joke. You, 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 you had you had a nice little invitation where I wasn't interested, so you went to Trevor, a little bonding thing. You guys get over your beef, and then some sort of penis sharing had to occur. <laughs> oh, it's two dudes sharing a penis. What's wrong with that? Wow. No, no, but Trevor, seriously, back to the boxer thing. You were actually on my side. 
I, you know, Twitter was losing their mind. Yeah, we had this. This is something we're gonna have to put up a poll about. Uh, is it okay to share, like, to borrow boxer shorts from another man? But let's like, add, I, let's like, hold on. Let's add the caveat. When you say I'm sharing Trevor's boxer shorts, it's not like they were dirty shorts he's wearing. They were a perfectly clean pair of underwear. Yeah. That now, need, Trevor, are you be- gonna take those underwear back? No, they're now his. They're now his. Yeah. And will you wear those uh, underwear moving forward, Andy? Like have they just now? Are they now in your rotation? You'll clean them, and now you just you just got a new pair of underwear. I'll be honest. I'm not, can borrow them. Uh, okay, we could pass them on to Goldberg because God knows he needs underwear. I do not need underwear. You know, we have some great sponsors like MeUndies that send us free underwear. Right. I do not need any underwear. Okay. Uh, so I will not wear them either. Okay. So. So Trevor, just basically, to be I was just a, to be clear, I, I was a make a wish for Trevor. Just to be clear, you guys both, you know, sort of think it's okay because Trevor doesn't want them back, and you don't want to keep them. So they are tainted underwear now. Fair enough. Okay. But so obviously there's something, you know, some <laughs> small part of both of you guys were like, this was a little bit wrong. But it, it's not weird. Like I said. Like I would steal underwear from my brother growing up, and then, like, I just had those underwear. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- I feel like it's a, you know. Oh, okay, you bring up a good question. You're on a trip. You're with your brothers. They have a clean pair of underwear. You did, you pulled a Ruther move where you completely spaced out, left the underwear sitting on your bed. You say to your one of your brothers, hey, man, can I borrow a pair of your underwear? Do you do that or do you not? I mean, I. If, th- if hold on, in the circumstance like us yesterday, I just got out of the shower, so I'm fully nude. Uh, we're, we're already in a rush to go to the baseball game. All right, we weren't in a rush. We were in a rush. Were we? Yeah. There was we no, stopped there, for an hour of breakfast. You were like, oh, put two hours on the meter. Who knows? There was no There was no time. <laughs> like, what if we want to hang out a little bit? There was no, okay, so I exaggerate a little. There was no time to go to Target or wherever to get the underwear. Would you ask your brothers? Because you're saying growing up it was no big deal yeah, to ask your brothers. Yeah, and, and that's my point. I think there was— Family's different? I think there was certainly a time when I would have done that. I think nowadays— like I think I think my current status, had I been in your position, I'd have been like, guys, we gotta carve out five minutes, breeze through a target, I'm getting a three pack, I'm here for a couple days, I forgot underwear. And who can't always use a fresh three pack underwear? Well I literally just did that the other day. I sharded and then it was like I sent Allie to go buy me new underwear. I was like, Go buy me underwear. You also got new MeUndies that week. Per- I did. Which was but perfect. I was leaving the next day. For Palm Springs, and I was like, "Ain't nobody got time to do a whole lo- load of laundry tonight." Now, go the, buy me a three pack. The other, the other argument and thing in play here was why didn't Ruther just free ball at the baseball game? And and I s- explained this: I would not free ball because what if I randomly got a boner? I don't want to be walking around with a boner. Does, does your underwear? What's how does your underwear currently working that it's like? Hiding your boner. It's boner proof in a way. You're, there's a big separation. If you're wearing the underwear and you get the boner, it's not out of control. I don't want to get in a boner. Let's say I start thinking about sex and I'm sitting in the ballpark and there's like yeah, some so kids. Our, yeah, I there's mean, we're, kid- we're already like, we've already gone down a weird path. So like, I'm sitting behind some kids. I start thinking about sex. Not because of the kids, because I see an attractive lady or, or my mind. You know, my mind wonders. Does your mind, my mind goes places, bro. My mind goes places all the time. So. If I'm sitting at the game and I'm spacing out, this is what I love about baseball. It's a very calm, soothing game. Your mind goes places. My mind goes thinking about some old sexual escapade. Suddenly I'm rocking a boner. There's a kid sitting by me. The parents are like, why does this guy have a boner by my kid? It's trouble. Now, if I got the underwear, it's it's bone, It's basically a shield for the boner. I've never heard of this but underwear as being a boner shield situation. So. Okay. 
can't factor that in. But I think if I were in your situation, we we would have gone and gotten a three pack. I think that's where I'm at in life. Okay. Trevor. I mean, Trevor just straight up gave you his underwear, so. Yeah, just a nice guy. Nice and this guy. is the other thing. This goes all the way back to the beginning. Like, this man just gave you, like, they talk about giving another man the shirt off your back. <laughs> he gave you the underwear off his fucking ass. Yeah. So and then you're it. and then you're just fucking throwing the dude under the bus hey, every got, chance we, we you got get. Him, we got him drunk all weekend. That's that's repayment, right? Right? That was that was part of the plan anyway. There's there's nothing for that. That was part of the plan anyway. The, he went above and beyond with the underwear thing. And you, you didn't appreciate it. That's not true at all. You're going to give Trevor your next pair of MeUndies? <laughs> if he wants them, for sure. I mean, you owe him a pair of underwear. We've already discussed this. He's already has a new pair of movement glasses coming. See? Mm -hmm. See? You, you act like I don't return the favor. I return the favor, Prano. How many pairs? Let's just let's you know. Let's fuck this. Let's pin this on you a little. How many times have you offered your selection of those excellent flag and anthem clothes to Trevor? No, I ne never, right? No, never. I'm, I'm, I'm a selfish person. That doesn't have anything to do with Trevor. I haven't offered it to anybody. So hold on. So on record, I have offered Trevor multiple options of my clothing for him, and you've never offered a pair of clothes. Okay. No. No, never. <laughs> Just want to get that on but record. But I think, but again, I think Trevor knows that that doesn't have anything to do with my feelings about him. Meanwhile, I think some of the things that you do, Trevor goes like, "What's Ruther's deal? Why is he doing this to me? Why is this happening right now?" It's mind games. That's how I work yeah. it, Trevor. Trevor knows I like him Am I in your a head lot. Yet? That we're good no. friends, and I'm a clothes whore. So those those are neither here nor there. Okay. Do we want to talk college basketball? I guess we should, right? It's I really madness. I really don't want to. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm being a douche right now. I know we should though. I just I, I said this the other day. I am such a pathetic, sore loser, and I know it. I really don't even want to watch the Florida State Gonzaga game. I just don't. I'm such a fucking sore loser. It's pathetic. Um, shout out once again to our friend Rich Mulder who came out and met us. He is currently leading the uh, Dirty Sports March Madness bracket. I believe he has Michigan winning it all. This is how much I care about college basketball. I'm actually pulling up my bracket right now just because I have no idea what the matchups are. Well, I know in my head. So we have Florida State Gonzaga Thursday night. We also okay. we also have uh, Michigan State. This is just in the West region. This is Yeah, I got we, that. We have, no, I'm sorry, not Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan and Texas A&M. Michigan, Texas A&M. And those are the two, those are both happening on Thursday? Uh, no. One will happen Thursday, one will happen Friday. And then that is, no. the, I right? assume, right? No, because it's both at Staples, yeah, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So they'll both happen Thursday, yeah, you're and right. then they'll play Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The winners will play Saturday. And uh, in the South, we have, this is just Kentucky, man. Wow. Talk about just an easy march to the Final Four. They now have the ninth-seeded, I believe, or eighth-seeded, I don't have in front of me. Ninth-seeded, Kansas, Kansas State. State. And the winner of that game plays the winner of Loyola, Maryland. No, no, no. Loyola, Loyola Chicago. Chicago. I always mess that up. Loyola, Chicago versus who are they playing? Nevada. Uh, Nevada. Seven-seeded Nevada. So I know it's not a big going out of my way. I just think Kentucky comes out of that region. Unless, okay. uh, unless 
Sister Jean's herpes infects the entire Kentucky team. Okay. Which moving, is a possibility. Moving on to the East. Okay, moving on to the East. Who do we got, Brandon? We got Nova. Who's Villanova, the, West Virginia. Uh, that should be a is fun that, game. Is that the game of the weekend? I think that's going to be a real fun the game. game. Of the game of the early weekend? You like that? That'll be a fun game. I like that. And then another nice one, Texas Tech-Purdue. Another good game. So that region of the four teams left, they're all the top seeds except for one. One, two, three, five. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and in a way, everybody – like I feel like – I feel like more people have West Virginia in that uh, in that game than they would of whoever the four seed was. I don't remember who West Virginia beat. I, well, they beat uh, they, well, Wichita yeah. State lost right, to Marshall. Wichita State lost to Marshall, but I bet you more people have West Virginia there than had Wichita State. I, I you know, that'll be game will be fun because it'll be high scoring. Nova is Nova is just great shooting the ball. They 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 are basically. I your, love our college basketball. I know so little about college basketball that I just got to sit here and listen to you go, like, Nova's great at shooting the ball. Well, no, they, they drain <laughs> a lot of threes is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. They they drain a ton of threes. They play well. But no, or, uh, West Virginia, you know, they call them Press Virginia. <laughs> Fun team to watch. Obviously, that up-tempo pace of just nonstop full-court press, which I love, which Huggins used to always do back in the day with Cincinnati, which I used to always uh, hate. hate. But now I love Huggins. I love him. He's a big, fat, gross slob that dresses like a fucking nurse. It's amazing. So, uh, but, you know, that'll be a fun game to watch. Who else do we got? So then we have Midwest. We have Kansas. Who's Kansas playing? Kansas Clemson. Well, that'll be a fun one, though, too. And then, of course, I kind of I would say the matchup I'm most excited oh, for. Oh, yeah, Duke. Syracuse Duke. That should be a fun one, too. Yeah, two real fucking coaching stars. The Blue Bloods. Yeah. So to speak. Going for it. I like it. I'll be excited for that one. Oh, yeah. So those will be. I, I have Duke winning it all, but at this point, fuck it. Fuck my bracket. I don't give a shit. I, I mean, also, the only bracket I'm in this year, uh, I'm in two brackets, but one of them is just a friend who asked me to join for fun, and then ours, which I can't win, obviously, because that would just be me continuing to get sponsor stuff and not give it to Trevor. So uh, I hope Syracuse fucking wins that game. I'm rooting for Cuse. Go Orange. Yeah, I don't know who I'm rooting for in that game, to be honest. It's a tough one for you, right? Because you hate what's-his-name so much. I don't hate Jim Beheim. No, yeah. Well, you hate yeah, you hate him a little. No, I don't. You, you've been anti-Syracuse for a few years now. No, not anti-Syracuse. And I was, I was talking about more Grayson Allen. You hate Grayson Allen. No, I actually don't. You like him. I, uh, I find his whole thing... Great in the 2018 age of the memes and the gifts and and, and he's the, good for business. He's uh, good for Ruther business. Oh, he's great. Grayson Allen is like a wet dream for content, and we all know. What do we know, Trevor? Content's king. He's so happy to say it right now. Trevor, what was your most uh, favorite part of the entire weekend? Most favorite part uh, that <laughs> that abysmal cornhole game we played. That was yeah. that was <laughs> that was fun. I, that was fun. I think the video, just that whole uh, that whole scene, was pretty pretty wild. Uh, so the way the way I set it up, and Ruther, his brain almost exploded just trying <laughs> to fucking understand what I was doing. But basically, I put Ruther on one side and me on the other, and you were sort of uh, automatic second teammate, uh-huh. so you could go back and forth. He was a floater. So when you're on my side, you were on Ruther's team. When you're on Ruther's side, you're on my team. Mm-hmm. Me and Trevor won. You, uh, Ruther, and Trevor lost. So, thinking the, I think in the end, the best team won. Well, you know what, Prano? If anybody 
And I'll put this challenge out to anybody listening. If anybody wants to legit challenge me to a cornhole competition, bring it on. I did, and I beat you. <laughs> well, not really, because, you know, Trevor was on both of our teams. Right, but so you're always going to have to have a teammate, right? If you want to play, no. Or you play straight no. up, you play ones? You play straight up, dude. I feel like twos I, is the way to go. No, you don't know shit about I come from cornhole country, bro. Cincinnati, the Midwest, you name it. That whole area, all those states that you like to shit on who love Skyline Chili and... Applebee's and some of the, the great restaurants that made that this country is made on the backbones of Mexican cooks wearing Raiders hats, you know, you know what I'm talking about in strip malls. Do you do you not see any sort of irony in you blaming your teammate that was also my teammate that you're you're I'm your, not blaming Trevor. Your position was, here is the quality of your teammate. I'm not blaming Trevor. What we I'm this, saying we have the same supporting casts. What, I, what I'm saying is this. If you would like to challenge me in a cornhole competition, and I'm sure we can find some uh, some of the boards around here somewhere in L.A., I would gladly accept that offer, and I'd kick the fuck out of you on the cornhole. Are you talking court. to me? Yes, sir. Oh, so you want a rematch for the loss that you took? No, I want I want to play one on one. Okay, well, I mean we because Trevor did helped play and hurt both of us, so he's like an equalizer. So I I think that we need to play one on one. Okay, uh, you know, best of three. Okay. And you, you, you want a chance to... Loser has to wear the other guy's dirty underwear. <laughs> I just figured it out right there. What do you think? Let's do it. I'm not even good at... I, I'm not even good at cornhole, and, but I scouted you, and I, I'm down. Yeah, but you, but I, I, you know, you haven't seen the full developed Ruther spin, which the one and only Walt Ruther taught me, because Walt Ruther is the goat at cornhole. Learn, <laughs> learn from my old man. We should, we should play on the beach. All right, let's do it. All right. Uh, before we wrap up this episode, I want to talk about this Indomitian Sioux thing real quick. Okay. So he is looking at teams, and they say he might sign with the Rams, which I think is very interesting. First of all, I don't know how they can afford another big guy. You know, they, they're signing all these guys on defense, but I like it. If the Rams could have him, Aaron Donald, obviously their secondary is really looking good uh, with Peters and Tlaib. I mean, they're really putting together, dude. They're like we were saying it before. They're really going for the Super Bowl. If you know, if they get sued, I mean, well, they're trying to get him. And I think that you know, your your question mark about the whole thing is how do they afford him? I think that is the holdup because the first team that he went to was the Rams. True. And then he went to Oakland. And now he's also looking, I think, at New Orleans. Yeah, and I just feel like if if the Rams. They obviously want him. Yeah. But if they had the money to pay him what he wanted, I feel like he would already be there. Yeah. So now I think it's gone from being, yeah, that would be a great defense to play for, and uh, this is where I would like to go, to, well, you know, not quite what I'm lo- not quite the money I'm looking for, so now let's go see what other people have to offer. Yeah. So, yeah, he might come back all the way around to the Rams. It's sort of like, what's his market value at this point? Obviously, there is, you know, not just not just off-field. Like, there's not really on-field. even... There's, there's not, off-field yeah, That's what I was going to say. It's not really even off-field issues as much as on-field. He's a psycho. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fucking lunatic. lunatic. But no one can doubt how talented he is. And uh, it'll, it'll certainly be interesting to but see he, if he... It, you know... Any of those teams would be interesting destinations for yeah. for Sue. And well, I think, but again, if you paired him up with Aaron Donald, yeah, you can't. You suddenly have two stud 
guys in the interior defense that you can't double team. Right. So one of those guys is going to have to go one-on-one, which will really open it up for everybody else on that team. Absolutely. The, the defensive ends, the inside linebackers, everybody. You know, personally, I'd like to see him go to the Raiders. He fits that mold, he fits doesn't the, he? Yeah, he fits the Raiders. No like, fool. I, I almost feel like if he signs with the Raiders, they should, like, put a pen on top of a piece of paper and then he should just stomp on it as a signature. Yeah. Like that should be like, he's just a Raider. But the Raiders, you know, Raiders have also pulled the trigger on guys like that in the past being like, oh, that's a perfect fit. And they haven't worked out. Warren you know, Sapp. some guys have and some guys haven't. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of low-key rooting for the Raiders. So Gotcha. Well, guys, we're uh, pulling up. Where's it telling you to get off of? The 4th or Lincoln? All right, yeah. So we're pulling up to uh, no secret S- spot, Santa Monica. <laughs> what? Well, they already have my address. Uh, we're almost, we're almost getting back to uh, the motherland of Venice. The motherland. It's been a fun trip, fellas. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. We'll have to go to more. We'll have to go to some more baseball games this year. Shout out to all the dirt balls uh, again. Patrick Sullivan and uh, Rich met up with us. Shout out to all the dirt balls who answered. Uh, my call last night when I put out a put out the bat signal for Trevor and I's booze fund. Trevor and I uh, used that that money to to fund booze. So you'll you'll be happy to know that uh, last night we got we got pretty banged up. Wouldn't you say, Trevor? Oh, yeah. Did a good job. We got banged up, but sadly, guys, we appreciate all that. We could not get Trevor into the strip club, which is a big disappointment. Because Trevor forgot his ID which is, or lost his ID. Lost you lost it. it. Yeah. And you haven't found it. I bet you, Trevor. I bet you you're gonna find it when you get home. You start unpacking. Pray no predicts. All right. I'll, I'll have an update on that later. Which I felt like Joe Joe was really disappointed. It it really bothered. It was funny. Joe was like a dad let down. It really bothered him that we couldn't get Trevor into Christie's, the, the fine uh, establishment right in front of our hotel. I mean, it's why we stayed in the hotel. Yeah, and we couldn't We didn't get go to in. the Waffle House. We didn't go to Christie's. Yeah. But we had, we had a fun time nonetheless. Had a couple great breakfasts, a couple good ball games, a couple nights out drinking. Trevor and I shared underwear. And, and, Trevor and, and you shared underwear. I mean, and, and, if, if and there, for, honestly, mu- if there's one thing that I didn't take away from the trip, it's that. It's much beef as you think we have. We, we there, There's a bonding moment when you share another guy's underwear. That's why I feel like, you know, I can even go at him even harder now, I think. Trevor, what do you think about that? Sure. <laughs> we have shared, we've shared linen with each other. Uh, next time, I want him to maybe have used Does underwear. Does Trevor wear linen underwear? <laughs> We've shared loincloths. Is he a Miami Vice character? You know, like the Shroud of Torn? Turin? Is it Turn or Torn? The one with Jesus' face. I don't know. Are you comparing the tra- the underwear Trevor gave to you yes. to the uh, it was cloth that a hooker gave Jesus to wipe his face with? Yeah, it, it was magical. And uh, I'm thinking maybe I don't get rid of this underwear. Maybe we... Uh, Frame it? Put it up on the smart track wall? Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, the only shared pair of Hanes underwear. We should do that. All right, guys. That's you know what we should do. If no, if not, if neither of you guys are going to wear it, we should probably give it to a dirt ball. See if the see if we can pass this around. Maybe this will be the underwear everybody wears. Everybody gets a day with it, cleans it, sends it on. Interesting move. Except get, me, because I think this whole idea is disgusting. But you just created this. Yeah, I know. Amazing idea. Look. Well, let's. Uh, here's you know. Here's what I'm gonna do. You know how people buy. I think you we know put, how people buy used panties. I think we put out girls. A, yeah. That's what this is. I think we put out a tweet. First, with a poll, is it acceptable to wear another man's underwear? But hold on, before and, you and, go on. And for those of you who vote yes, for those of you who vote yes that this was an acceptable play, 
Uh, Reply to that tweet. And if you want the underwear sent to you to keep this chain going, let us know. But, you know, the polls, here's my opinion on the polls. This is going to be like the magic underwear. We're going to have pictures of people in it with, like, the new their local newspaper. Like, look, it's in fucking New Orleans. Oh, look, now they're in Chicago. Joe. You're required to get it, wear it, pass it on to a dirtball. Do you really trust the polls, though? We, we've seen... Who our country votes for in these polls, whether they're political well, with or all Twitter. The, with all the, I'm just saying, with all s- the drama and dirtball madness this week, I don't know if I can ever trust a poll again. I'm just saying, yeah, like this whole poll thing, which is fine. I don't really care. I, I do not regret a thing about wearing another man's underwear. I'll do it. I'll do it again. All right, guys, that's the show. DirtySports.com for everything possible. Subscribe to us. You should subscribe to us on everything, especially YouTube. Uh, DirtySports.com. Like Subscribe I said. on YouTube. This episode we're recording in the car, so obviously it will not be on YouTube for a video. But uh, I know for sure because I've been sending a lot of that content. Content. I'm gonna start saying content the way Ruther says coffee. Content. Uh, I spent I sent a lot of content to Nick Del Sandro. So well, I have an update be, from that. We should be having a spring training video up soon. The, the spring training video is already on the Google Drive. Wow. The minute I walk into the smut shack. No, but see, content's not douchey. Um, <laughs> the amount of times you made Trevor say content is king, I'm going to disagree with that statement. Hold on. Trevor started saying it first. I think Trevor will agree with me. That's like our little joke we have amongst each other, which, again, you're not in on. Because yeah. That's so the, it's, it's one of those underwear buddies jokes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, so subscribe to us on that. L- drop those iTunes reviews. You guys know the whole whole deal. Drop uh, my phone. Fuck. <laughs> drop this content maker. Drop content. Ah, drop the uh, iTunes reviews, five stars, you know the whole shebang. Uh, com. That's right. A quick announcement for those of you East Coast folks. Uh, the personal thrusting has hit another level, and I've had to remove my trip to New York at the end of the month. I'm going to, it will be, it has been removed and it will be replaced sometime soon. Uh, I was really hoping to get back there for Mets opening day and some shows. But uh, some stuff came up, so no longer making a trip at the end of the month, but I will reschedule, and you guys will know about that. In the meantime, if you're out here, maybe if you're up in NorCal, might be making a move up there soon, uh, stay on JoePrano.com for dates and all things JoePrano related. All righty. At Trevor underscore Nickel, at Fix Your Life for JoePrano, and at, un- at Andy Ruther for me. At Underwear Buddy. <laughs> At Underwear Buddy. It's a new Twitter feed I just started, actually. Okay, guys, that's the show. Thank you for listening. Spread the word, too. Let, let, let your friends know. I'm going to get this plug in. Let your friends know. You want real sports, real comedy, real takes on Sister Jean's herpes? Tell them dirty sports. Right, Joe Prano? Yeah, or Mike D'Antoni's legacy. Exactly. All right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for listening. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.